0: Nerds of the Round Table, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie.
1: And I'm Dwayne.
0: Welcome to the show. And on this episode, we will be discussing Hot Fuzz, the 2007 comedy directed by Edgar Wright and starring
1: Simon Frickin' Pig
0: And every other British person. Um, did you notice how many people? I mean, were that you that you recognized from British movies showed up in this thing?
1: Thick throughout. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't place many of the names but i knew all of the faces yeah you recognize and i was them all. like oh i know that guy from this movie oh he was in yeah. harry potter he was in james bond he was this <laughs> he was that he was yeah they're all through there
0: and i think th- I th- I, was martin freeman in uh baby driver no i think it's the only ignorant movie he's not made some kind of cameo in
1: it could very well be yeah. uh, as we spoke about uh on another episode Baby Driver being a recommendation of mine, which got us on to Hot Fuzz yeah. and Edgar Wright. Um, unbeknownst to me, Edgar uh, Baby Driver was the only Edgar Wright movie I had ever seen. Uh, much to your dismay, I've not I, I seen... I was a little scandalized. Much to your dismay, I had not seen Hot Fuzz. I had not seen Shaun of the Dead and had not seen... The World's End. The World's End, thank you. Uh, So, yeah, I I really enjoyed Baby Driver, and when you recommended this movie, the absurdity (laughs) of the movie just blew me away. Uh, I was kind of expecting a straight run, cop comedy. Baby Driver didn't set you up. Baby Driver did not set me up. He really, uh, Edgar Wright, really uh, pulled one out of his back pocket uh, with a phenomenally straight movie. Yeah. Compared to this and the things I've heard from Shaun of the Dead and, and uh, at World's End. So, uh, Jamie, uh, before we really get into the depths of the movie with our rundowns, what grade would you give this oh, movie? Oh,
0: we're starting out with grades. Um, I know you don't like I You think I'm too generous with our grades. But this is an A-plus movie for me.
1: A-plus, wow. A-plus.
0: As far as comedies go, I mean, this is – I don't know that I laugh harder in any movie <laughs> than I laugh at this one. So, I mean, I, I I can't find a flaw in the script, can't find a flaw in the plot. I mean, it's just, it's so, and it's, the, the script is so tight. It, every line circles back, every event circles back. It's just so well put together. I yeah. love it, A+. Plus.
1: I, I agree. I um, I believe I made the comment too. like, I really need to watch this again, because I'm sure there's so much that I missed. Uh, but it, every step leads you to the next perfectly. Um, Yeah, very tight script. Now, uh. I, I'm going to be in a little bit of a of a uh, disadvantage here because I went into this movie the way I love to go into movies with really not knowing a lot about it. I uh, you had your recommendation. I read the Netflix uh, clip there, uh, and I thought, okay, you know, check this out. And so I didn't tell you much about. <laughs> you did not tell me much about it. So <laughs> once it was clear to me what was happening. I bought in, and bought in hard. But now, to get to the buy-in, I really missed, I think, a a chunk of setup that would have really paid off at the end.
0: Yeah, um, we, well, the first thing you have to do is you have to grant them right off the bat that Simon Pegg's an action hero. And I think w- once you accept that fact, then you're pretty well set up for the movie. We're watching something ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is true. And I guess me <laughs> being able to buy Simon Pegg as an action hero is after seeing him as his turn-in Scotty in the new Star Trek action hero movies um, instead of the cerebral space adventures, you know, now they're, they're the adventure Star Treks.
0: Yeah. When, when, Simon Pegg gets involved with this, with a Star Trek skip, strip, script, that's when you get the Beastie Boys <laughs> in a Star Trek movie. So, <laughs> but um, what, what, before we get into um, sort of breaking down the movie, what, what were kind of some general thoughts? I mean, you never gave me your grade
1: yet. Give me your grade. Okay, well, that's what I was getting okay. lead off with. Okay, my grade. I'm going to give this movie a solid B. Oh. Uh, now, and and that was one of the things, too, I was uh, kind of amiss with is, you know, uh, it took me a minute for the bite. I didn't quite know what to expect. Didn't watch a trailer. Didn't go to Rotten Tomatoes. Didn't uh, IMDb this thing. I said, okay, honey kids are spending all night with gram and gramps we've got a semi-adult movie here you know i'm sure it's going to have some a language with simon Pegg and some uh uh crude humor so you know we've got an evening let's just chill here on the couch and, and watch this thing and um yeah it's it's a solid to be movie for me i really enjoyed the the tightness of storytelling i really uh Enjoyed the guess
0: who's idea it was to watch this movie, folks.
1: The guy who gave an A plus. The guy who gave an A plus, not a (laughs) B. But now, this is a movie I would recommend. This is a movie I would go back to. But when you get into the uh, the over the topness of Simon Pegg's uh, superhero cop, so to speak, uh, you know, four hundred percent over any other officers' arrest record. So I'm I'm sticking with a solid B on this. That kind of hurts
0: me. Yeah, you know, but what what I suspect though is is on a rewatch, and as on further rewatches, I, th- I think your appreciation of the movie would deepen.
1: I'm sure it will because, uh, like I said, and even thinking back to it after the the initial and, and only watch I've had of it, I'm, I'm seeing, oh, that connects here. That connects there. This is why this person is here. This is why they interact this way. Fascist. Hag. <laughs> okay. but,
0: but, the, but there's things like that all throughout the movie. And I, I, think, I think I've caught something new every time I've watched it. Some little line. Some little event. Some little occurrence that circles back later in the movie
1: i can see that with the density of the script yeah.
0: i mean it's, it's actually it, i mean you watch you think man that was a, that was a fun dumb comedy but on a further re- rewatches and you see how tightly put together that movie is it's it's actually it's a dumb comedy but it's a smart you know, smartly put together dumb <laughs> it's
1: comedy. a smartly put together dumb yeah. comedy yeah once like i said once you buy into the premise of uh, the movie just is is a number one. I mean, that's, that's the A plus there, but the premise was what was eluding me at the beginning.
0: And the, the last general thought I want to leave us with before we uh, jump into uh, breaking down the movie is I, I just, it's, it's clearly a parody. It's a satire of, of, you know, action American action movies. But what I, what I, what I feel as I watch movies is, is it's, it's a loving parody. Like it's clear that they've watched point break a lot. You know, like that, as silly as Bad Boys Two is, they actually like Bad Boys Two.
1: You know, and as you see in the uh, in in a part of the movie when when Simon Pegg is introduced to these movies, just just jumping ahead a little bit, he had no clue, but he's living this life, yeah. and uh, yeah, Edgar Wright really took these movies, and he took them by the hand, and he said, you know, w- I'm going to rip you a new one. But we're gonna do it lovingly, yeah. and and you and we're just gonna show how great uh, your type of movie is.
0: Yeah, man, I just I I, I really respect that. This it's loving satire of these things. these like, things it's ridiculous, but we love them. But we love it. And on uh, and on that note, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we'll be breaking down.
1: And welcome back to Nerds of the Round Table. We are going to jump into our movie breakdown of Hot Fuzz.
0: Okay, and um, so we open up and we meet Simon Pegg's character, Nicholas Angel. And it's a very dramatic scene. He's, you know, marching intently, which is very weird. If you've seen, if you think seen Shaun of the Dead first, to see him with that serious, intense face on, that is not Shaun.
1: I do have a hard time with Simon Pegg's seriousness. <laughs> This is a difficult thing for me to get my head around. And that was one of the things that brought this movie down initially for me, like I said, was the the total buy-in of him being this intense cop, you know, and just this, I am Superman, you know. And I know you said the initial scene, but do you mean the initial scenes?
0: What do you mean? It, yeah, well, yeah, 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 okay. I know what you mean. Yeah, because he, he, as he's marching up, they keep jump-cutting to... You know, him getting stabbed by Santa Claus and all these, you know, and him being trained at the academy and um, all that
1: stuff. This, this is an action montage on par with Rocky IV, Jamie. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any more action filled. I mean, he's he's kicking down doors. He's uh, running upstairs, setting, he's Setting records at the academy. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's uh, graduating with honors. He's, uh, you know, acing the tests. He's being the example officer in this.
0: But I, but I think I think that from the opening scene, I think the the thing that tells you you're in a different kind of movie. Number one is Simon Pegg's an action hero, mm-hmm. and number two is getting stabbed by Santa. Getting Claus. Getting
1: stabbed by Santa I Claus. I
0: think that sets a tone there. Like we're not in a normal action. Hero.
1: You know that that is something that that did go amiss on me through that I didn't really latch on to that, and um, and that was one of the absurd things that I guess <laughs> I I had missed that that really would have set the color for me maybe a little bit sooner, but I was buying into, okay, he's in London. He's in this big city. Everybody's crazy, yeah. you know? So, uh, and, and that's kind of a thing that they hint back to, uh, you know, when he gets to where he's going, but, uh,
0: oh, and that's also where they start subverting like the X movie trope. Cause that always happened in big cities. You Get the, get the gritty city and you've got the, you know, the, the gritty cop in the big city and, and immediately he sent out to the country. You know, so immediately they are they're, they're, they're playing with the tropes of the action movie.
1: Now, can I grab a scene real quick? Right. Is the the demotion, so to speak, the move <laughs> from um, you know, uh, from London to
0: s- Sanford.
1: Sanford, okay. Um, his his inspector. Do you want me to get the chief inspector? He gets the chief inspector. You want to take upstairs. upstairs? You want to take this upstairs? And then you have <laughs> Love Bill Nighy. Love <laughs> Bill Nighy. He's he Sean's dad. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, really? Yeah. That that is. It. I'm, I'm going to have to. <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, tackle uh, the zombies for that one. Now, the um, if I'm not mistaken, Stephen Fry. Uh,
0: I'm not sure. I, I recognize all of these people. Yeah, don't know all I, the I, yeah,
1: and like I said, in just an initial through I'm thinking one of the inspectors, Stephen Fry. And I mean, it just gets completely from Martin Freeman to Bill Nye, and Stephen Fry. I mean, it just gets. Oh, you're going to this next level actor, next level actor, next level actor. Okay, you're going to the country, son.
0: And I, and I love the reason for it. You're just too good. You're, you're making us all too, look bad. You're
1: just too good.
0: Yeah, and so uh, yeah, I, I just love that. But but you know, but in a normal action movie, the trope is it happens in the city.
1: And not catching that as well. I mean, I was really probably having some blonde moments on this movie. (laughs) This, I'm going to tell you, this work week has been crazy. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, maybe he's a loose cannon. And they're just trying to get rid of him. Maybe he's just costing him too much paperwork.
0: Yeah, you're thinking maybe like Mel Gibson. Maybe, right, Mel
1: Gibson. Maybe he's not following police procedure which you find out he no, he's is captain procedure. absolutely Captain Procedure, yes. So, yeah, that was one thing that really uh, got a little bit of miss on me, too. But, the, yeah, the, the demotion scene, and move to the country, was absolutely hilarious. And then he gets on a bus for 9,000 hours of strapped line on the side of the road cut scenes. Yeah, and, uh,
0: and, but that, that, this is where the jump cuts start. Where, mm-hmm. and I, I love, that he does it in all of his movies. Well, all of his Simon Pegg starring movies, and it's this, I, it's it's this thing he does that, that it takes these just absolutely banal moments and makes them action packed. Like later on, when he's doing like paperwork in Sanford, you know, he double clicks the pins dramatically, and then the jump cuts start, and it's
1: the, yeah, and it, it makes he's, this, yeah. this absolutely
0: just well, what should have been boring moment, and it starts in the opening these things that should have been boring moments and gives them this drama makes them exciting and it keeps the pace moving along and uh, i just think it's really i mean in a in a dumb comedy it's a really artful way to keep the pace moving into and, and to keep the drama going
1: it really did keep a keep a pace really kept you you know okay what's next you know and it really kept you like you said the pace up where these moments could have been <laughs> driving in the car <laughs> you know? Yeah. uh, So that was right. So then when he gets to Sanford. Yeah. (laughs) He starts meeting everybody. (laughs) He starts meeting everybody, which is his cottage isn't ready. So he has to go to the local hotel. You can't
0: (laughs) catch all the Japanese water lily lily stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, a little bit.
0: Yeah, because remember, he, he meets Janine, his ex-girlfriend, who's um, fooling around with the other guy in the mask, Dave or whatever. The
1: people in the mask. Yeah. <laughs> yes, at the crime scene.
0: Um, <laughs> and so she's complaining about the water lily. Well, that water lily shows up over and over and over again. And that's, that's, just, that's just an example. So he, when he shows up to the ho- to the cottage and it's not ready, he's got the water lily. So he packs the water lily into the hotel, and the water lily shows up all through the movie. It's just one of those little things.
1: Yeah, that's right there with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But,
0: it, and it, but it, I think it reveals also some of his characters, some of the, the smart scripting here. It's like, this is a guy who can't maintain a human relationship, but that water lily is still alive.
1: Because it is a prescription. Yeah. It is a water this day, sunlight, so many hours. It's yeah. a prescription. It's not a live, interactive, give-and-take, push-and-shove yeah. that you have. With that, that's very, very good insight. Uh, the water lily uh, really... Uh, I, I on,
0: the, on this this is one of the things I caught on my umpteenth re- <coughs> rewatch for this 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 uh, time um, is I hadn't caught how important the, the water lily was and how I mean how many times it showed up and this like in the in the we'll talk about it later but like the swan keeps showing up there's all these little things
1: that, there's there's a lot of thread throughout yeah. that, that that goes and and gets tied up and and ties many many ends up
0: yeah so so he gets so he gets to the hotel drops off his water lily and he goes to the pub um. And he, and he meets a character there. What, what did you think of Nick Frost? What was your first thought on seeing Nick Frost in the pub?
1: The um, Nick Frost. He, his partner, Dan Butterman. We Dan wound Danny. up being the, the partner. Um yeah. I just thought he was a goober. Just thought he was a drunk <laughs> goober just hanging at the pub. <laughs> and the, the hilarious thing on the way to the pub is he's, you know, always, you know, Simon Pig is always on. Yeah. Through the whole movie, so. And that's one of his things. I don't know how to turn it off.
0: Like, can't, can't he, he,
1: off he, he sees the kids at the fountain with their, their, hoodies, their hoods up, hoodies. you know, and he's like, what's these guys doing? And he gets to the pub, and he's like, starts noticing. The
0: underage drinkers. The underage
1: drinkers. And, uh... O- overserving the big guy. Over, and, uh, yeah, and they, uh, he ends up, you know, running over half the pub out. And then, you, yeah, you see Nick Frost, uh, hanging out, who winds up being his partner, and, uh, <laughs> The uh, the introduction there was priceless, especially considering he's going to be partners. Yeah, there, uh, yeah, he was a, just a goober of a character at that point, and and throughout a chunk of the movie, you know, he's and, just kind uh, of a clueless goob. And,
0: and that's one of the biggest switches from the from the from the the carryover from Shaun of the Dead to Hot Fuzz. In In Shaun of the Dead, the, the, the character Nick Frost plays in that movie is absolutely unlovable. Mm. Um. You are kinda, kinda not mad when bad stuff happens to Nick Frost. Oh day. wow. And to play the lovable Danny Butterman.
1: And you right, and to play this this innocent, simple minded, yeah. you know, <laughs> nice guy yeah. who's just trying to get his drink on, you know. Yeah.
0: So 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 uh, so Danny Butterman Nick Frost. So when when he leaves gets in his car or tries to get in his car and he <laughs> tries to drive away and tries and almost kills Simon Pegg, then he hauls him into the station and then we see another of the running gags. They keep showing up in this movie. Did you notice that the the cop at the front desk were, were twins that kept alternating shifts?
1: And one it was like completely disheveled, and the other one was really neat. It it did take me for a second to catch that because I thought, okay, this guy's
0: he's working too long of hours. You know,
1: is is he been here for forty eight hours? Is <laughs> is it just been a really hectic night? And then you see him the next day, and you're like, that's the same guy. He's cleaned up. Yeah. And then uh, yeah when the, when you find out that they're twins that that's pretty great yeah. so
0: well so what did you think of the police station
1: what the, did you think
0: of that scene
1: now the police station where he uh where he meets everyone correct yeah yeah that was uh a great setup as far as who is what in this movie you have um you know the the guy with the glasses this the slim guy with the glasses
0: you about that? Not,
1: that, uh, not the Andes. Um, no, not the Andes. Uh, he's an actual street officer. I'm blanking. There's,
0: he, there's, the, there's, there's the inappropriate lady.
1: Yeah, the inappropriate lady. There's the, the
0: mumbler from the woods.
1: <laughs> the mumbler from the woods, who is a great character. I, I, I love <laughs> the uh, the British characters who you can't understand. I just about the Oh yeah, you wanna you wanna a, a tea and toast there, thank you. You know. Yeah. And yeah, that's great. But uh, the, the little nerdy guy who uh Yeah, yeah, I
0: don't
1: You know who I'm talking about. I, I, I don't don't know his name. Um I mean it, it lets but, you know exactly. The,
0: the what the, what he said, guy.
1: Yeah. Who these people were. Yeah, yeah, the what he said. Yeah, as, as everything their the angel does like, yeah, what he said. What he said. Uh, so yeah, it lets you know exactly who these people are. So you so you meet the uh, detectives, the Andes, I love you the meet Indies. uh
0: they make me laugh so
1: much <laughs> okay well let's let's pause there and go into the Andes. uh yeah so they're they're just sitting in their office smoking in the dark just kind of chilling Straight out of a 70s like, cop drama got, so got the got the 70s mustache the, the stash is totally an obvious yeah. <laughs> are you a detective? You really need to tell me if you are, sir. <laughs> I'm not a detective, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, completely obvious, uh, characters, but yeah, you find out exactly. are hard boiled. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're too tough. They're yeah. too cool for school, you know, and they're really probably couldn't, couldn't do anything at all. Uh, but the, you know, the, the one guy that really got me, I liked, uh, was the, the chief, yeah. uh, the, in the chief, uh, police officer there was, um, I, I fell in love with him in, uh, in, uh, the Half-Blood Prince, Harry Potter.
0: Uh, the Professor
1: Slugworth, something like that. Yeah. Um, just a, a bumbling, nice uncle kind of a guy. Yeah. And uh, you really caught that sense of this is just a perfect little town. Everything is so wonderful. And you know here's this uncle-type man just kind of shepherding over everything, taking care of everybody. And then you go upstairs and see the neighborhood watch guy hold up with his surveillance cameras, so cameras, which is absolutely over the top uh, um, amongst with everything else in this movie.
0: The human statue's back. The
1: human statue's back. yeah, And, and the things that they were, uh, you know, he was getting upset over that the chief inspector was kind of uh, just blowing off there was – really wound up telling later on. Yeah. And it was one of those threads that, or seeds even that was planted early in the movie that, that pay off. And you're like, Oh, that's what, if you remember
0: in. from, well, let's just jump ahead a little bit. Almost every person they complain about in that scene upstairs, they find dead later.
1: Yes. I didn't know if we were going to go there right now, but yes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, uh, just, I'm just saying like the, all, every, all the stuff that they talk about in that room, everything watch, in that room, it, it comes you back. find out. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: um, yeah, we're assuming you've seen the
1: movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, um, if you uh, if you haven't. But yeah, so. So, but
0: what, what, what did you think when you found out that the chief was Danny's dad?
1: I see. Yeah, he's he's just letting his kid have a job. You know, he's just kind of kind of taking. You know, this here's my loser son, so we'll you know give him a job on the force. Yeah.
0: And every time he like, they have to bring him in for being drunk, he has to do some kind of chore or something, or, or cook for them or something.
1: like Yeah, that. yeah, he like, has to do yeah, sword. Is, and then you see the cursed jar. Yeah, and, there's and so things. little
0: crime in this town, but that's how the police force functions. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, and that, and and that's just such that's such a change. For what you know, Simon Pig's
1: been doing right. He's so in the center of the action in the center of the Dalma action in County London, about to be and he's been the uh, you know I guess what you would consider the SWAT team there. You know, this yeah. the uh, really heavy action. Thought it was great too when <laughs> um, Danny says, have "You ever shot a gun? Have you ever shot anybody? Have you ever been shot?
0: You ever shot a gun while jumping through the air?
1: Have you ever jumped through the air?" Have you ever had a car chase? Have you ever shot a gun while car chasing? You know, and you ever rolled
0: over on the ground on your back and shot your gun <laughs> there going ah.
1: <laughs> Which we also have later in the movie. Every one all of those, those actions, all those things happen, <laughs> and 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 sweet little Danny's doing a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is a, a, a really uh, kind of tells you. This is what's going to happen. It yeah. lays these things out. And it's so hilarious. And he's just such a innocent, like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm just an officer in a town here. And, you know, Simon Pegg's like, you know, and he's trying to tell me, this is your notebook. This is your life. This will save you. And uh, trying to instill a little bit of procedure in him.
0: Yeah, I, I think before before we take a break and uh, start digging into the meat of the movie, I, the, the last people that – um, that we meet that sort of like the, cause he, he Edgar Wright introduced, has introduced this big cast, but he does it very entertainingly. And the last people we meet are the, um, so-called actors coming into town to do the worst version of Romeo and Juliet ever. And, and I think that's the end of introducing
1: all the good. Right? Now, were they in, they were part of the town. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, and, I am not uh, know why they were driving back in that way. Yeah. They were part of the town, uh, I believe. And yeah, Oh, I f- completely forgot. One of the introductions uh, was that was absolutely phenomenal. But yeah, you see the uh, oh, the, yeah. uh, inter- oh, the uh, un untalented actors, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> who are really uh, just having a movie ju- or having a play, just uh, having a affair, I believe. <laughs> and
0: uh, the only believable thing that the only believable movie.
1: thing that happened was the kiss. Yeah. And then you see, uh, but yeah, one of the other people you meet is, is the great. Timothy Dalton. Yeah,
0: and and it's very very well done too because as 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 Danny keeps asking these questions, and we're introducing we're we're seeing his love for action movies. Introducing all the hopes they're going to come back. We're going through town, meeting all these people. They're going to be that are going to keep coming back, keep coming back. And Timothy coming Dalton is the is the headliner.
1: Of is the, is the headliner of the town. Is Hi, the, I'm the uh, what is he? The slasher. the slasher. <laughs> the slasher. Yes,
0: the slasher.
1: <laughs> um, nice slash prices. Come and see me at the grocery. And uh, yes, so. Uh, and he, he
0: he's so menacing. In every scene.
1: I love him in just about everything I've seen him and I don't think I've seen him anything I haven't liked him. From Flash Gordon to Toy Story, even James Bond. I thought he was a very, very serviceable Bond. I think the problem with him in the Bond movies were the scripts. I think those two scripts were not what they could have or should have been. Which you see really happen with some of the later Bond movies, but that being withheld, uh, Timothy Dalton is just a f- one of my favorite British actors, and I don't know if it's his accent, I don't know if it's just the way he carries himself, but he has the stash. I, I
0: guess. I mean, I've only I've only ever liked him in Hot Fuzz and The Rocketeer. I mean, that's it. I'm I'm I don't I don't see it. I really don't see it. <laughs> When, when, when he's when, when he's being serious and smarmy, it just, I can't buy it. But when he's being smarmy and funny,
1: I like it. But he's Timothy Dalton. <laughs> and he's just so intense.
0: I guess. <laughs> That's fine. Sure. He's
1: <laughs> great in this movie, though. He's great in this movie. So we will leave you with Timothy Dalton. We will be back shortly with a continuation of the reveals and set
0: of the movie, um, we've met everybody. Um, Edgar Wright has very skillfully and entertainingly introduced us to all of the important players in the town.
1: The colorful cast of characters.
0: Very colorful. And we will only learn how truly colorful they are in that final scene of the movie. But we're not there yet. Um, So we've met everybody. And then, so we go to that horrible Shakespeare play. And if I remember right, that's the first crime scene, right? Yes. Yes, Yes. the Shakespeare play. and And that's when the plot really starts to thicken. It's. I mean, they, they take kind of a long time introducing everybody, They're setting all setting all the pieces on the board in place.
1: So you you're introduced to everyone. Everyone's here, and as we know uh, through the introduction, I think we may have glossed over that. Sanford is the least crime-ridden town in England.
0: And the least likely place to have an action. In the movie. least
1: likely place to have an action movie. The least the sleepiest little. Village, the sleepiest little. Everyone is yeah, I mean, so pretty, he, beautiful, picturesque town. Yeah, but Simon it is
0: not wrong to expect to be bored in that town. After the excitement of London, you know, he he's, he likes the action. He likes solving crimes. He likes being a cop, and he expects to do nothing in this town. And nothing he's done on that tour on that first day, nothing has led him to believe this is going to be anything but boring.
1: Arresting thirteen people on the way to the police station. <laughs> <laughs> Before he starts work, <laughs> basically loitering, and, and every and everyone's like, okay, this guy's just overkill. Yeah. He needs to chill. He's a little bit too uppity for us here in this sleepy little town.
0: Yeah, and the Andes give him attitude about you know you think you're better than us, basically, and they and they you think it's I, I think it's having inferiority complex are supposed to feel. Like they yeah feel they're kind of threatened by it. so they're gonna
1: uh, try to intimidate him first off. Yeah. yeah. And
0: uh, and so they so they go to the Shakespeare play and I love Simon Pig's face. The the his horror. The horrible
1: Well no let's let's uh, bring up also here um he pulls over yeah yeah said actor and actress um earlier that day. actor and actress <laughs> and um he tries to get out of the ticket, uh, he tries to. And so Simon, you know, writes anyway, and uh, he sends tickets to the play, to the police station. And he's so by the book he can't accept it. And so by the book he can't accept it. And then here comes the police chief downstairs. Oh, would you care to represent us <laughs> at the play tonight? And it's an order from the chief, so he can't decline now. <laughs> yeah. and
0: so, but, you got, but you got the impression when he was giving the ticket that there was – these weren't just These co-stars.
1: Weren't just, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's the a little there no more cozy. Yeah, they're a little too cozy.
0: And so during the performance, there's the kiss that was the only believable thing in the play. And then um, after the play, um, they're doing the thing backstage where he, he's bringing wine. It's about to get romantic. And then in boring little Sanford, a slasher in a you know scream-style... Oh,
1: yeah, almost the scream outfit. And
0: kills them both. And at the, uh, Now what? Now... What did you think? I mean, I've seen this movie over and over again. What did you think when you, when that happened?
1: I didn't know what to think. <laughs> I thought, okay, here we go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I really, at this point, still really had no thought of the movie. It was, okay, So, so here is the... Accidents, quote unquote, happening yeah. uh, that you see um, uh, as the uh, movie was described on Netflix. When he moves there, a series of accidents occur. So I was like, okay, so here's what's going on. So well,
0: that, well see, and that, I think to that that's a um, because you don't find them in that dressing room. Um, they're discovered in a car
1: accident. In the car accident.
0: And that's when you think, okay, something's going on here. It's not just some like angry spouse.
1: Whereas anyone else in the town would say, oh, having an an out out drunk, fooling around in the car, had an accident. And um, so Simon Pegg says, you know, we don't call them car accidents. (laughs) We call them vehicle collisions. (laughs) Well, why don't we call them an accident? Because an accident implies that.
0: I don't remember the
1: line. I'm oh, sorry. an accident replies that there could be no one at fault. Yeah. And no. um right, so he immediately is 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 taking this from a completely different But tack. they blow it off. Oh yeah. Every, oh you're whatever, you're silly. Yeah. But he still continues to keep this tackle. We need to we need to measure the, the skid marks. We need to look at the well, that, point that of was, impact. We need to see what direction they're going. Um, and, that, you know, and that
0: was the kicker for him. There, weren't skid there marks. were not no skid marks.
1: Yeah, and, and you don't find that at, that at that moment, I don't believe. I think it's mentioned later. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, yeah, so there's, there's some things that he's saying. Well, We need to look at all of the circumstances, all of the evidence here to find out exactly what really happened. When everyone else is saying, "Dude, they just crashed. They were fooling around. They were probably tipsy, going too fast. Sports car. She pulled him over for speeding. It's in a curve. They drove under a stop sign and chopped their heads off. Which, um, you know, the uh, the slasher in the in the scream outfit uh, was the culprit of.
0: But but that was just the first of many accidents
1: that started happening yes you have um uh, did you have a favorite accident. accident my favorite accident would probably be the elaborateness of the uh the house blowing up okay. when with with the drunk the the drunken gentleman uh yeah
0: the guy who put in the big supermarket or and something, this, the rich guy
1: and simon Pegg, Built the atrocity at the they, other side of town they carry him home uh, Simon Peg actually agrees to have a few drinks at the bar for a change instead of just his usual cranberry, cranberry juice. juice. Um, so he has, so he's a little tipsy. Uh, of course, uh, Officer Butterman's a little tipsy. Um, you know, And, and this one guy just keeps on getting hammered, 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 and the chief says, you know, can, you, can you just make sure he gets home? So they get him to his door. He goes in the door. They leave. The next thing you see is um, the scream. Outfit of getting there, but the elaborateness of uh, you know knocking him on the head, uh, setting up the eggs and bacon, <laughs> turning on the gas. I love that he
0: just lighting, turned on the gas light of fire. He actually cooked, uh, the, eggs cooked the
1: eggs and bacon, lit the candles. You know, uh, so just the elaborateness of, yeah. of of all of that was uh, was pretty hilarious. Um, but that one, um, I also enjoyed the lady tripping into her garden shears. Yeah. Uh, it was accidents, man. Accidents, man. Um You you didn't you didn't
0: pick my favorite. My favorite is when they're having the church social and they're in the auction. Yes. And the reporter oh, guy, he knows reporter, something, right? He, he wants like, to pick to meet him up. over by the church at whatever time. And the guy in the scream outfit goes to the top of the church, knocks a big pillar over, and it lands on him and spears into his butt. It's so
1: it's so gross. And and the way things happen in this movie, you're like, oh, well, it could be this person because they're not here. What's well, Timothy Dalton? He's gone to the bathroom yeah. in the church. Oh, well, it could be. Well, no, there he is. There she is. But uh, Timothy Dalton had an alibi during the uh, during the house explosion you know uh, and and all of the things so
0: and, and they and timothy Dalton was playing that role so menacing you kind of think it's him but, th- but then i was thought it can't be him he's the
1: obvious guy. he's right? too obvious yeah. yeah that that was me he's too obvious yeah. and uh as we uh you know go through the accident so so we have the car accident yeah there's the car accident we the have reporter the, who's onto something okay now the reporter is i'm
0: gonna have a matter of water.
1: is is he next
0: uh, I think the lady with the garden shares is last.
1: The lady with the garden shares I know is last. So we're, we're going to go – I think the
0: guy in the house is The guy second, in the house is sick, Then the then
1: reporter. Then the reporter. Then –
0: I'm missing one. Okay. I think I'm missing an accident.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm tapped out with accidents. Okay, anyway. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll stick with these four so, uh, but, to so move and, forward. So the Andes
0: and the Chief and everybody's like, this keeps talking about well, these accidents happen. These, they're just accidents. You, you you Why are you bringing your big city – You know.
1: And through all of these accidents, Simon Pegg is trying to take a note. He's trying to get alibis. He's trying to interview people. He's trying to see who's who, where's what's what. And throughout the movie, you have him on a, a wild swan chase. <laughs> Instead of a wild a goose chase, chase. chase, we're going to see a wild swan chase. So, you know. Uh, uh, I, I, I,
0: like, I like when he's chasing the, and, uh, and the what guy was, in the hood that looks like Jimmy Fallon's little
1: brother. What was the guy's name? that called in the swan and he thinks it's a prank call. <laughs> and, and he's, and then he finds out, Oh no, this is legit. There's a really, a guy missing a swan. Yeah. Cause you can
0: tell something big starting to get frustrated.
1: And, uh, and people cutting other people's hedges, which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And now this is something that really sets up later in the movie. Now the, the crazy British guy, um uh, you can't understand who's yeah. the officer. Uh, they take him out to, the scene of the guy cutting other people's hedges <laughs> sir you can't cut other people's hedges <laughs> And they and they look at him and he says, walk, 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 And then the guy's able to translate." And
0: then, oh, oh, no, they, Danny, too. They need an extra step. Danny has <laughs> to translate.
1: Danny that has guy to translate or... from the. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got the you've got the wild country guy who no one can understand telling the wild officer who no one can understand, and he has to tell it to, to Danny, <laughs> who then tells it to Simon Peck. And well, do you have a license for that gun? Yeah, because
0: the whole time he's got a shotgun broken down over broken his arm. over his arm,
1: and he says, "And Mister Procedure for this one." For this one, so what do you? mean this one and you go and find i mean i don't know if this is you know saddam hussein's personal guards uh, you know weapons cash or what it
0: looks like a country version of the scene from the matrix we talked and, about last time
1: you know this is true <laughs> how about, how many guns are we going to need a lot and so i mean you go in there and there's all of this ammunition all of these guns weapons and the most bizarre of all was a sea mine.
0: Yeah, a, sea mine.
1: <laughs> a a a mine that you would float in the ocean <laughs> to take out either submarines or ships, um, and they repeatedly hit.
0: Well, and they and they set up for later because they hit it, and they, they all freak out and run outside, and like they, they all, all run outside, and it
1: doesn't blow. They hit it with the shotguns. Oh, and so they take all of the weapons to the empty <laughs> evidence room. <laughs> <laughs> So there's
0: riots crawling around in there they, because there's nothing to
1: do. There's here. nothing to do. Yeah. So they're cataloging all of these weapons, which really sets up something glorious. And later. they
0: even bring in the
1: sea mine. They bring in, in the sea station. mine and set it there, which is totally wonderful. And uh, so anyway, back to the accident. So you have the accident. All of these little random things are happening. He's having to go, you know, get on the people who are getting hedges, go chase the goose Meanwhile, but that, but that
0: last accident you are talking about, people. the last accident. The last accident, That's yeah, quote,
1: unquote, accident. So he goes and speaks to the lady because him and Officer Butterman have bonded.
0: But they bonded over bad boys, they too. They
1: bonded over bad boys, too, and point break. And point break I mean, I see a connection here. <laughs> I see a little bit of Keanu. You're bringing right. us from the Matrix, Keanu's back. so yeah. So I see a little bit of Keanu in your life here. So you can you can
0: you can go you can do a lot worse than you so you have some Keanu.
1: You can do a lot worse life. than some Keanu. But I defeated <laughs> Keanu last time.
0: Okay. I defended his acting you don't show
1: you last don't time. have to defend him okay. to me. So, uh, but I'm just I've I'm been just, a lot of years defending. Just saying, Keanu, just saying. But yeah, so they they they've bonded over Point Break. They bonded over Bad Boys too. I I I was never clear if they got to watch Lethal Weapon or not. But if if they didn't they really missed out a, a true buddy cop movie. See
0: I, I see I think there's there's a, a reason they picked those two movies. Oh. I see I think that they put picked point break as like the peak of the American action movie. Like it's the it's the actual best one. And Bad Boys Two is probably the worst of them, but they still enjoy it. <laughs> It's 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 the most thing that's just it's just a tropey paint by numbers action movie.
1: and and you have the sweeping scenes of uh, carnage and the helicopter flying overhead with the spotlight, and as they intently look to the camera after the gunfight. Yeah, so um, Nick even, Frost is that, seeing some
0: of the lines from those movies come back.
1: Exactly, that's that's what I was getting to. So Nick Frost now sees what it is to be a true action hero with these movies but yeah so he he uh, goes to buy a uh, water lily for officer butterman to care and love for yeah, and show him some responsibility to kind of help him to be a little bit more uh, mindful of a person so to speak and uh, he goes to the florist The florist is selling her property Um, And she mentions to him that, well, this person's property and that person's property and my property all come through a, uh, what the, I don't know the word. And we were talking about earlier for the British highway motorway motorway, motorway, an I-9, whatever. Uh, But
0: it's about about to change the economy of of Sanford.
1: Exactly. So you're looking at, um, you know, a a massive motorway coming through. So you're not going to have the little town mart any longer. Yeah. But you have a town marketeer.
0: <laughs>
1: not the rocketeer a, a marketeer that
0: was bad i would move on if i were you <laughs> let's move
1: on let's, let's <laughs> carry on <clears throat> and um who uh, simon pegg starts to formulate is going to put in a shopping plaza move his small store to a larger shopping plaza uh, in conjunction with some other people uh, with the land that is becoming open with these deaths
0: yeah, he's, he's, he starts connecting all the dots so he's thinking, okay, well, Timothy Dalton is involved because he feels threatened. It's going to destroy his business. And this lady is selling out, and they kill her because she was going to sell out, and because she sold her property, they were going to, they were going to be able to put the road through, and they killed the guy, the rich guy in the house, because he was going to profit even more from this thing going through. So he starts connecting all the accidents. Oh, and they killed the reporter. They killed the reporter. Because he knew what was going he on. Knew he knew what was, was going on. He was to spill the beans to the police.
1: And was supposed to talk to something at 3 o'clock at the auction.
0: And instead, he got stabbed in the head by a church spire. But, um, and I... I, I, I I, I know I shouldn't. It's an awful scene. It probably says bad things about me. But when his body tries to walk with the church spire sticking out of forehead. his torso, I laugh so hard.
1: I know I shouldn't. It was I'd pretty. I am probably a bad person. But it it makes was me pretty laugh funny. So it was pretty funny scene. Yeah, so so, so, so Simon Peck thinks he's getting the picture. He says, the bottom of it,
0: "Oh, right.
1: this is what's truly going on."
0: Okay, and so what? And th- so then he runs to. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna take a break, but he runs to. This, like, druid-looking ruins, and there's a, a whole crew of people in these black robes. They're all wearing those scream robes, and they're chanting.
1: Now, what brings him here, though, Jamie? Because when he stops to get the Water Lily, he actually sees the person in the scream robe. Yeah, he chases him. After, after and he, the he chases cheers. him out, and as he's chasing them, they keep getting ahead of him. The person keeps getting ahead of him, keeps going. And he's this super fast... He set the record. He set the record. But this person is still outpacing him. So you're thinking, what's Timothy Dalton? Because he's the jogger. He's the runner. And uh, you're thinking, you know, all these things are running through your head. And he goes back to his...
0: Supermarket. Hotel. I jumped ahead again. Yeah,
1: we got ahead a little bit. He goes back to the hotel, and uh, the person in the robe is... Yarp, Yarp is trying to kill him, <laughs> and uh, so he takes him out and he sees, finds out who it and he is. He breaks his water lily. He breaks the water lily, but he gets the uh, walkie-talkie, and then you hear Timothy Dalton's voice come over the walkie-talkie. Is it done?
0: And then he goes, Yarp. Yarp. <laughs>
1: And uh, so he has a conversation. He says, okay, meet me back at the sanctuary or yeah. whatever the word was. And that's when he comes to the Druid Tower with, with yeah. the people sitting around Orp. a large table with the flashlights under their chin.
0: And they're chanting.
1: And they're chanting. So let's take a break right here before we get into – or do you want to get into this before we get no, into no, the no, re- just massive like, resolution? So
0: at this point, he's got a conspiracy theory that makes sense of all of his facts. Yes. And so we, and so it all it all fits together, Right. We got one of those great jump cut scenes where he tries to, uh, to, to you know, to...
1: Put get, everything together yeah, with and the, to the makes paperwork. Makes a
0: scene dramatic again. And so he gets to that thing, and it, it all makes sense, right? He's figured it out. And then we're going to take a break.
1: And we're back. When we left you, uh, Simon Pegg was discovering the... Folks around the table in the, the druid robes, yeah, the, with the flashlights the under scream extras. the the flashlights under the chin, and they are chanting
0: creepily, and um and so but then they start discussing like this weird sort of just like run of the mill stuff about the town, and so but that's when Simon Pig you know bursts in and interrupts him. and he starts laying out his theory right, and this conspiracy theory is all about the motorway and people are going to make money and it's all you know you're gonna you don't want your business to get hurt. And it all makes complete and total sense.
1: And he's thinking it is the town's greed. Yeah. Uh, and that if is if it
0: was a run-of-the-mill action movie, he'd be right. Yeah, he would this be right. It would be thing.
1: the town's yeah. greed.
0: But because Edgar Wright wants to play with the tropes, it's something ridiculous.
1: So what do tell are the reasons for all of these murders?
0: Well, so they start They start talking about how uh, the, the two actors – well, they were horrible actors. They were going to ruin the town. You know, they were they were embarrassing the town. They had to die. Um, the reporter
1: for the greater good.
0: For the greater good. That was so <laughs> that was so funny. I love. It It was just one of those little things.
1: The reporter misspelling. Uh, he was and, embarrassing the town. And and type errors in the newspaper was embarrassing the town. Was which so we had to take him out for, for the, the greater, greater good. good.
0: But, but Simon Pig thought that it was part of, like it was a code, right? It was misspelling words that so I would know something was up. In a normal action movie, that's what it would have been. That's what it
1: would have been. Yeah.
0: But he was just a bad speller. He was embarrassing the town, so we had to die. The, for the, for the, the good or good. For the, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, the, and the rich guy who put in the, the, the atrocity the, of the uh, house. The ugly
1: home, yeah, that yeah. didn't go with the town aesthetic. It was
0: going to embarrass the town, so we had to die. And then, so they go through all the, like, the lady was going to sell out, and they were going to put in that motorway and ruin the rural aesthetic of Sanford. So he so she had she to She had die. to die. And, and so Simon I love Simon Pegg's expression. He's just like I
1: can't believe this is really why he's really did what all it's about. Uh, let's what are they hoping we, we, to get? We haven't gotten to the kicker yet though. Okay.
0: So so he so he's hearing all these people that he like you know he's not what shocked the that they're there. He can't believe what they're saying, but he's not
1: shocked. I can't right. believe these moms are coming through. <laughs> I can't believe these kids are drinking. Yeah.
0: And then Mr. Butterman, the police chief, comes out and he really sort of unpacks at the core of what's going on. The bomb. The bomb. It was uh, Danny's mom had died, and it had been her dream for her whole life that Sanford would win Village of the Year. And so all of this was this bizarre love letter to Mrs. Butterman from her husband. And so all these people had to die. Why, Dwayne? For the greater good. Yeah, and so, so so the real conspiracy wasn't anything to do with the town's greed. It was this weird... Wanting to win Village of the Year,
1: but everyone bought into it and everyone participated.
0: Hook, line, and sinker. I mean, they were all the way in. I mean, like it wasn't just like, "Well, maybe we'll clean up the town and help and help do this for Miss Betterman's legs." Nope, we're gonna they,
1: kill people. They bought all in,
0: and I and and I love that like. The big conclusion of the movie, the big the climax of the whole thing, is the day the village is getting judged. <laughs> and so, the, the, so the,
1: yeah, this is yeah, this is great. But um, so they start chasing yeah, Simon yeah, Pig away. They start chasing Simon Pig away from their little meeting. Uh,
0: because for some reason, he goes to arrest thirty people without a weapon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it is England. I know it's England. But. They don't carry weapons. They have to call for an armed response unit.
0: He didn't even call for Danny. He didn't, he didn't, call, call, for for Danny. Did, didn't call for the Andes. He
1: didn't call for the didn't call for the
0: inappropriate police lady. <laughs> didn't call for the mumbler. I mean, He didn't call for anybody.
1: Yeah, so as, as he is... By the way, she's running, not
0: inappropriate because she is a lady who is a policewoman. She's inappropriate because of every word that comes out of her mouth.
1: She is <laughs> entirely politically incorrect and not a role model that you would want your sweet little daughters to have kind of funny though she is kind of funny though anyway, that being on, so <laughs> right anyway um yeah so uh i lost my train of thought
0: so that, see he tries to arrest him and then he has to oh, run and then he has to he went run alone without a weapon
1: so in running away he starts discovering things
0: yeah, he falls into the catacombs and finds all these dead bodies.
1: And he sees the mom He sees the underage drinkers. He sees the the, human the, the circus people coming through. Yeah, the human statue um, that were going to ruin the town, and they're all under there just dead. And uh, so as he he goes back to the um, um, police station, and he knows what he has to do. Keep going. I want you to take this up. He knows what he has to do at the police station. And he goes.
0: He he, he starts to go back to London. Or or am I jumping ahead again?
1: Now, this is where me watching the movie one time is not going to serve us (laughs) as well. So as after he leaves and he sees all of this, the dead bodies.
0: Well, he he gets, he steals some kind of little car and he's driving back to London to get away from it all. Um, You're looking at me like I'm way off. Because you remember he's driving away, and then he buys the sunglasses at the at the little gas station, and then then goes back.
1: Yes, the sunglasses.
0: Yeah, he he, buy, he buys the David Caruso sunglasses. Yeah. And, and I think he sees Bad Boys Two or something in like a, a little. Um, bargain Yeah, day.
1: he's he's stopping to get some gas.
0: So instead of going instead of going to the London police to get help, and he's go inspired. Back, he's inspired. So he's going to do an action movie style instead of the lodge yes. boy going to get the SWAT team from <laughs> yes, London to help yes, him.
1: Yes, I, I had completely lost that part. Yes, yeah, because oh.
0: he went back to London to get the SWAT, like, all the the police, the metropolitan police, to come help him.
1: Another instead, thread and seed that was planted early on in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's in Sparta. I, I couldn't do this.
0: Yeah, so he, so he buys the David Caruso sunglasses, and he turns around and drives back. And it's just going to be him and Danny are going to do this. They're going to do an action movie style. And so he, he – I love that when he crashes the car, he just gets the horse. <laughs> and, and, they, and so he goes back and when, – now when does he get Danny? Is Danny with him when he goes to the arms room?
1: Um, Danny is not with him when he goes to the arms room. Because, That's right. Yeah, because yeah. he goes in and he uh, he crashes into the people. Like on the outskirts of town, yeah, and they're shooting him with shotguns, and he runs over, you know, the horse and <laughs> punches, and, and an old punches lady. the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so yeah, then he goes to the arms room and stockpiles, and,
0: and, him, and he so. does the Keanu. He goes loads down.
1: There's full on Matrix style. He's got the two shotguns, I love the shotguns, <laughs> sticking up like a like antlers from his you know, wings from his back, and uh, he's. Uh, Pockets full, bullets around the chest, holsters, Got the bandoliers, bandoliers, yeah. straps. Oh, he's he's locked and loaded, and he goes.
0: Uh, did you notice he added the toothpick?
1: To town, yeah. the At that toothpick. Point. <laughs> Yeah, and and, and it's those little details yeah. that just make that scene great. When he goes rolling in yeah. on the horse.
0: And it's inspection day. So <laughs> and, the whole time, it's like the rest of this, it, all the absurdity that happens after this scene is in front of the three judges for Village, for of, the Village of the Year.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you have... I don't uh, think they won that year. Uh, from this point forward...
0: Every trope from an action movie happens. A
1: massive gunfight all throughout the city with
0: these quaint village people. You know, it's like you know, like the you know, sort of the lady that rides the bicycle through town, pulls out guns, pulls and
1: out guns, everyone's packing heat. The
0: old guy that had the big coat, which was a thing that was mentioned earlier, because when they were talking about, well, why is that old guy wearing that big coat? It's like and then he's like, Maybe he's cold. And of course Simon Peg's like well, he's probably packing.
1: He's pretty well, good.
0: When he pulls the thing open, he's packing. He's packing guns. Yeah. Starts like shooting at Simon
1: Pig. So he 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 has a shootout with the people in the bar. He has a shootout in the street with um the the preacher. At one point, <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Um uh, and the the, the then uh, he uh at some point along through here he picks up Danny and Danny loads up too and so they start doing the. Have you ever jumped through the air? <laughs> And they, and they do oh, it fine. all, and they do it every bit through through this part of the movie.
0: And 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 even later on, they do the point break when Danny uh, you know has to shoot at his dad. He and rolls over because he can't shoot his dad, so he rolls over there and shoots up in the air. Shoots shoots dad, going, in the air.
1: Yeah. So to to get you there, they uh, have to go through the grocery store.
0: I love the grocery store scene.
1: The grocery store scene is phenomenal. Well, by this
0: point, everybody's on board. The Andys are with him.
1: The, the yeah, the nerdy, the nerdy cop. the yeah, all the, there. the mumbling man, the inappropriate lady, and they're all packing. They're all and the um, the nerdy cop who said, yeah, what he said. Simon picks says, What should we do? And he's like, we should and he just lays off the whole list of commands. And he's like, what he, he was paying attention. What he said, you yeah. know. And uh, yeah, so they they're holed up in the store. They uh, use the buggies to break I love through. the butcher slinging knives. <laughs> the butcher <Adam. laughs> slinging knives. Oh, it's just—I mean, how many tropes of an action movie?
0: I, I love that. So, so um, can
1: be packed into the last thirty so minutes the, of a movie. Uh, so the
0: the buggy boy, who's gigantic, who says "yarp" all Yarp. the time. They have to have round two. So him and Simon Pig fight again, and so they they fight, and you know, absurdly Simon Pig wins, throws him in the freezer, looks at him. He's supposed to say something there, like you know, cool off or something like that. Doesn't say anything. Runs back to Danny and Danny's like, where's the freezer? Where's the, the buggy boy threw him in the freezer. Would you say anything cool? He's like, no, he's like, you should have said cool off. You know, like, <laughs> so even when
1: they don't play with the tropes.
0: They point out that they didn't play with the tropes. You know,
1: I love yeah. that. Oh, that was lost on me with all the other craziness going on as well. But yeah, so uh, the things that happened through the last, you know like i said half hour of this movie it moves fast too. over the, yeah and you, it's so fast i i don't even know where to begins but i mean everyone in the town gets shot up everyone in the town gets gets murderified. everyone in the <laughs> town gets i mean just hours and then you see well, then, the inspectors it- from time to time <laughs> Yeah, like and just, and just all of this craziness going on through this town that has won village of the year the last hour or long. Three times? Yeah, three times or whatever. But uh, yeah, they're just like, oh my goodness.
0: I love the guy holding the clipboard with his just mouth hanging open. You know, he's just like, <laughs> they're not winning village of the year this year. But so the so the the supermarket fight ends with Timothy Dalton and, and the police, and chief. the police chief getting a little, of course, a tiny British police car, car and and fleeing. And so Danny and um, Simon Pegg chase him and they end up at the model village which is just a tiny model of the village that's scary to be judged and they have this big throw down <laughs> between Simon Pegg.
1: Now was it just before this that something was in the car?
0: Yes, the swan, the comes, swan back. comes back.
1: The swan comes back. So yeah, and the, the swan's not done. The swan's not done. The swan, I believe, attacks the uh, yeah, so police the chief who's the driving the car.
0: Yeah, so the, and then the, and so the, the whole time they're driving this police chase to the model village, the swan is in the back of the car. So they get yeah. to the model village. Timothy Dalton and Simon Pegg have what look what looks like Godzilla and Maltor yeah.
1: fighting. But no but, but you also have the the young person in danger trope the yeah. young boy you have yeah, the yeah. young boy in danger that they have to fight around yeah, Harry and yeah so uh, you have the young boy who's in uh, peril there
0: yeah and so they have the big fight and you know normally at the end of an action movie fight like something like bizarre will happen and the person will be dead i love they even play with that like timothy dalton gets <laughs> impaled on the thing and in a normal action movie he'd be dead instead he's going he's moaning about how much it
1: hurts now now one thing that at this point i had bought in i was i was totally sold and a little bit of symbolism here i see um at at early on in the fight in the model village timothy dalton is flailing around and destroying the buildings he's destroying the village simon pegg isn't causing any damage
0: Mm, i hadn't noticed that
1: so in trying to save your world. He's destroying it. He's destroying oh. it. A mm, little bit of depth there. I
0: wouldn't be shocked if they put that on purpose. Yeah. This, this, that's, this, this, that a, this that carefully is So carefully
1: scripted I I, yeah. I thought that. I was like, well, I wonder if that I, is. I yeah. this movie again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I just need another reason. You're all out of excuses.
0: <laughs> but, uh, and So at the end of the, the, this fight, Simon, uh, not Simon Pegg, uh, Timothy Dalton is he in gets impaled. He impaled on like, the, the church spire.
1: Through the chin.
0: Through the chin. And normally <laughs> you're dead. In an action movie, oh, he just did away. He's supposed to, to turn and walk away, you know, with explosions in the background that you don't even look at. But Timothy Dalton is not dead. Oh, this hurts it so hurts.
1: much. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how much this hurts.
0: But the police chief gets in to the car that Simon Pegg and Butterman have been driving, and he tries to flee. You remember what happens next?
1: This is when the swan...
0: This one
1: finally shows its worth. <laughs> yeah,
0: it has its final moment and it attacks him. It attacks Mr. Butterman and he wrecks the car. It's great. Yeah, oh, it's
1: wonderful scenes. Yeah. Uh, but and like you were saying, in Danny, instead of firing at his father, he <laughs> fires up into the air at one point. And uh, so all of this happens. The the I don't even know what happens after that. I mean, I guess the well then uh, officials are so, so there.
0: The officials from London that promoted him, demoted him, whatever, shipped him out to the country. Come back, and they're like, "London's falling apart. You have to come back." <laughs> and, he, and he doesn't want to go. He, he, stays go. Stanford, and say, say, he stays in Sanford. And um, so we get the the final scene, which is him and Danny. They've fully embraced all the action movie tropes. They're they're the bad boys of Sanford. And so they get some some silly call. I forget what it is. Some silly little crime. And then he so he does the emergency brake turn, guns, and flies <laughs> through town. You're yeah. and, he's, and he's wearing the he's got the shades. Glasses. You know, it's it's great. Yeah. And uh, and you can just see. And then you see him in the in the police station, and he's one of them now. The Andys yeah. like him. He's making one inappropriate of us. jokes with one the lady. Of us, yes. And uh, he, he he's he's embraced Sanford.
1: He's found his place in the yeah, world.
0: It, yeah, it, and it's great. I, 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 like, I like that ending.
1: It, it was a really, really beautiful movie, and especially how it wrapped up there at the end, and you've and you seen the, uh, all of the resolution.
0: And he, and he can finally relax. He can finally switch off. He knows off.
1: how to switch off now. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's, he sort of found his niche in the world. And so it's, I love it.
1: It, it it was a very enjoyable movie. I was, I'm still standing with my B. I know, uh, I know, I'm going to be sleeping in the doghouse tonight, but uh, I'm going to stand with my B on that one. But I, I'm going to tell you something. This is a movie I will revisit. It's a movie I will watch again. um
0: What would you say? Like, I mean, our little catchphrase is we're on a quest for quality pop culture. Would you? I mean, you gave it a B, but it, is, would you consider
1: this quality a bee pop culture? B is a b is quality. Uh, B is quality. I'm
0: I'm a little offended. You gave it a B though.
1: <laughs> B is quality. C is uh, you know middle. C is middle of the road. B okay. B is above average. Yeah. You know B is above average.
0: But I, 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 I'm willing to bet though that on subsequent rewatches, this thing ticks up for you. I don't. I think other watchers. I can
1: I can see that happening. I can see that I'm, happening. Cause
0: I'm I mean I'm so impressed with this script. How tight it is. I mean, it's, I know it's, a, it's the dumb comedy version of like the, I talked about this on the Matrix episode too, about <laughs> how tight that script was. This is the comedy, the dumb this is comedy the, version. The, the comedy equal. It. But it's, it's cool. just such a tight script. It's so carefully crafted. And there's, yeah. and there's like, you got all the Edgar Wright-isms in the movie, the jump cuts and all that stuff. It's just such a well-put-together
1: movie. Yeah. And, as I become more familiar with the Edgar Wright style, that I was so Baby Driver didn't say so well. cruelly denied in Baby Driver, I, I'm I'm gonna have to say, and and I will probably be able to appreciate this more. Uh, speaking about the grades, I I just want to maybe uh, throw something at you just just an open discussion here okay. at the end. Um, you know, I, I know we were talking about the A, B, C, D, and okay. F grades. Um, A would be awesome yeah b is above average <laughs> c is kind of cool d is you know don't don't watch it f is flee <laughs> you may have to work on
0: some of the but may have to.
1: No, well I'm you like, know what i'm saying you can, I you, can we're going. you smelled i'm stepping in yeah. all righty well we're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll come back to wrap up uh, this episode with our um awards, awards rankings and recommendations Thank you for listening. All
0: right, and thanks for sticking with us. We're going to wrap things up here with our awards. And this week we're only giving out one award. And Dwayne, kick us off with your funniest moment.
1: The funniest moment to me, Jamie, was when the sea mine actually is armed and detonates. Now, through the whole movie, they're banging it with shotguns. They're dragging it across the way.
0: When well, they set it up, and they go high. And they, they do the big action movie jump, and they jump <laughs> outside,
1: and the whole movie blows up behind them. And nothing happens. Nothing happens. So it's in the uh, evidence room. It's, it's, it's in the uh, evidence room there, and the neighborhood watch guy is, is uh, in the police station flailing about, and he falls into it. 200 pound man falls into a sea mine that has been setting for God knows how long. Cause this thing is rusted and corroded
0: decades at least.
1: It slowly tips and hits that one prong that clicks and you say, Oh snap. It's alive. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that just threw me over the edge for this movie. It blows up the whole police station. It blows up the whole station. So what is your scene?
0: My my funniest scene is is the whole um, the big fight the, the whole all the all of the fight scenes in the supermarket
1: in the supermarket yeah
0: because they because so because nerdy nerdy cop with the glasses has the plan they get in there Simon Pegg has to go fight the world's biggest buggy boy he throws him he throws him in the freezer after a bizarre fight there's no way he should have won
1: it, I love his helmet pressing his glasses down. <laughs> And you know he can't see a thing. <laughs> but please continue. And so,
0: so while, while he's fighting, you know, Mister Yarp, um, the rest, the entire rest of the police force is being held down by two butchers throwing knives at him. Remember, they went back and got. The, remember the old guy with all the guns. They've got all of the guns. All of the guns. And so they're armed to the teeth, but these two guys throwing butcher knives at him are holding, them, are keeping them down. You know.
1: So are you saying these guys brought a knife to a gunfight? <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> I'm And they win. And they're winning. They're them They're down. winning. Yeah.
0: And uh, But somehow they get a bunch of buggies and push they, in. they
1: get the line of buggies and they push it into the the. meat bunker and press the bunker against the guys in the wall and that, just to take them out. Everything that happens that, in
0: the supermarket.
1: The supermarket is, my is absolutely market. absurd. The supermarket yeah. is absolutely absurd. <laughs> but
0: that's where they're playing with those tropes again. All the little action movie tropes get played with there. And it's just Tro-
1: great. Come, they all come back around. Yeah, it's wonderful. So. That being said, now it's time for Jamie's rankings. Jamie, what are we ranking this week?
0: This week, we're ranking Edgar Wright movies. Edgar um, Wright movies. As as we can tell by our grades, one of us appreciates the work of Edgar Wright more than the other. Uh, and it's not really fair. I'm an Edgar Wright fanboy. Um,
1: and I'm just now really being introduced to Edgar we're Wright. A, I'm, so I'm a noob. I'll get
0: you there. Okay. Um, so I'm ranking uh, Edgar Wright movies. And I'm not ranking Scott Pilgrim. I'm leaving it out. Um,
1: Did not know that was him.
0: Yeah, that's another Edgar Wright movie. I, I it didn't. I, I haven't seen it. I, I'd heard bad things. I didn't realize it was an Edgar Wright movie. Somehow that one flew into the radar for
1: me. It's it's one of those movies that I remember seeing on the shelf a lot. Saying, "I bet that would be pretty good." Yeah, well that for as I found some out, reason there's always been something a little bit better <laughs>
0: yeah. well the, well the, the second I found out it was director baggerat I went and bought it. so it's on my shelf and oh so, yeah so we, we've been we've been watching you and I've been watching movies like crazy lately yeah and um so I haven't gotten to it yet but that's next on my list because it was mm, director baggerat well. right. um so it'll be rate.
1: next next on your list after something else yeah but we'll, let's we'll get to we'll there, get there we're
0: see. gonna get there so here are my pointless rankings. Uh, number one is Hot Fuzz. This is, um, and this may just because it's the one I've seen most recently, because I love every one of these movies. Uh, number one is Hot Fuzz. Number two is Shaun of the Dead. And I know you're not a fan of zombie movies. If we can find a way to edit the zombies out, <laughs> it's a great movie. It's so funny. I,
1: I, I think with uh, with where we're going here, I think I'm going to have to suffer through.
0: Yeah. And um, we'll, we'll see. And, and The World's End is probably third. Um, okay. I still love it. I mean, these are probably all A movies for me. I mean, I don't think it's quite as tightly scripted as Shaun of the Dead or A Hot Fuzz, but it's still just so funny. I mean, it's a, it's a pub crawl in the middle of an alien invasion. It's great. I mean, just, just, I mean the premise is fantastic. And fourth is Baby Driver. Um, I really liked Baby Driver. But and there's there's but there's things I want from an Edgar Wright movie that just aren't that there.
1: aren't in Baby Driver. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see that after this viewing.
0: Yeah. And so but I still it's still a good movie. When you recommended it a few episodes ago, um mm-hmm. I seconded the motion. It's it's a good movie. I it's very enjoyable.
1: Yeah, and, and I was really surprised that it was a movie that not as many people have seen or is on a lot of radars. It's a shame that thing it was. It, it, it kind of just came and went in the theaters. Yeah. It's, and it didn't it's, make any money. It's just it's a, a fun drive. Yeah. It it's just it's a, a fun It's a great drive. flick.
0: It's a fun movie. Um, so we finished my pointless rankings. Um, what about some recommendations? We're, we're, we're going to give you some quests to go on looking for quality pop culture. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now my recommendation this week is a, a movie that came out. Oh my Lord. I don't even know how long ago. Secondhand Lions. It's kind of a feel good family movie kind of really don't know what to expect with it uh have, have you seen
0: i've seen previews for it i remember when okay. it came out but i never saw it
1: okay Well, now this movie has a few of my favorite things in the world one being robert duvall me some robert. robert duvall is a phenomenal actor if 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 you haven't seen very many robert duvall movies go out and just just Find some Robert DeVall and watch him. He is, He's fantastic. he is fantastic.
0: I've seen a lot of Robert <clears>
1: Also, <throat> has Michael slash Roger Campbell Kane. <laughs> if, uh, that's an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. If, if you, uh, if you uh, attend church with us, you'll know who we're talking about. But you can get this, Michael Kane in a movie. This you just put Michael Kane you, You've got Michael Kane in a movie. I mean, you know, he, he does not do very many bad movies. Well, there was Jaws 4. Well, I mean, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. <laughs> and uh, that may not like have. Spacious. Well, I mean, you know, you put enough zeros on something, <laughs> I'm going to do it too. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not your <laughs> but no. So you have uh, Robert Duvall and Michael Caine, two older gentlemen. The, the movie's kind of set in the late, mid to late 50s flipping over into the 60s where a single mother is still kind of an anomaly still kind of a scandal maybe and uh so they're
0: i don't know if was set
1: in the 70s uh, no i in mean the uh the uh, 50s 50s Fif- yeah okay. it's it's set in kind of the 50s no, going not, into the 60s when a single mother is still kind of a scandal and you um have no it's about. it's a little bit more back so that one of their nieces uh, drops off her son to stay with them for a week while she goes and tries to find some work, uh, a couple towns away or California or whatever. And they're kind of out in Midwest, no name town. And you see, um, there's their pastime is sitting on the porch, shooting their shotguns at salesmen who drive by, um, not interested. Bang. <laughs> and, uh, you, you don't know these. Guys. And, and Haley Joel Osment, uh, Mr. Sixth Sense himself. He was, a bit older in that movie, he? he was he was probably getting into the, uh, his voice cracking stage. Uh, that that happens a few times in the movie. He's kind of early adolescent. Um, I mean, you know, Haley Joel is a phenomenal actor. Uh, you know, regardless of how you feel about him or some of his roles, he I mean he, he can dial it in. He's got chops. He's got the chops. Mm-hmm. Um, now he uh, doesn't want to be there. They don't want him there. He's trying to figure out what they're about. They're like, we have no idea what to do with the kid. They take him upstairs. He throws his uh, briefcase on the mattress. Dust flies everywhere. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit into the weeds. So they're like, you, know, you can sleep up here. And he's like, oh my goodness. You find out that these guys have kind of a reputation and a history in the town. And you don't know if it's true or not. You don't know where to take them at their word or not, Um, it's rumored that they were pirates. It's rumored that they were legionnaires. It's rumored that they are millionaires. It's rumored that they are just absolutely insane. And uh, Robert Duvall has one of Robert Duvall's lines um, in, in this movie. He says there's two things a man holds to, things that are true and things that aren't. And that just so much tells the, a lot of that movie. You know, are they the legend? Are they just a bunch, of, a couple of kooks? You know, and where the term "secondhand lions" comes from. You can kind of look at it with them. You know, I was wondering if there was wordplay. They're, word they're, they're, they're kind of older men, but through the movie, they wind up buying an old lion.
0: I, I, I thought I remembered that. Off of
1: yeah, they wind up buying an, a lion off of a traveling through circus. And the lion that you f- that that assaults them as the fiercest of beasts, they they drop the front to the crate with their guns ready, and the lion's just kind of laying there chilling. And they say the lion's broke, <laughs> you know. So and and uh, there's a whole other adventure there, and now there's a lion loose in the field. So there's a I like whole even the meaning, though. other adventure there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so so there's that double meaning. There's okay. and uh, so as the movie goes. Uh, you find out about these gentlemen you find out about the young boy he finds out about them they develop this relationship and it is just beautiful to see that develop and you know what is truth what is your fantasy what are the things that you cling to that give you life and your life meaning um it's it's really beautifully told so uh um, I I checked on Amazon. I checked on Netflix. It's in neither place, but I believe it's in like the three seventy four. being at Walmart. <laughs> if you get a chance to watch, or if you or if you know someone who has a lot of, of family movies, uh, that's how I discovered a, a lady so, at so work. So family friendly. Very family friendly. Very family friendly. Uh, yeah. Uh, very little language. Um, there's no no uh, graphicness or, or, or real violence in there. Um, it's 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 a slower pace. So you know maybe some of your younger younger kids might not you know have the compunction to set steal you know uh, uh, when you look at some of the Pixar and Disney and, and yeah. other movies happening with all the colors and and uh, events but uh, if if you can get you know if you get some kids interested in the heart. In a relationship, it's it's there. It's in this movie, so I would highly recommend that movie. Not really sci-fi-ish, not really, um, you know, comedic or anything. There are some hilarious parts, but it's just a great, uh, well-done movie with a couple of great actors.
0: Well, you piqued my interest. Uh-huh. If, if I ever get caught up in all the movies we've got lined up to watch, so <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try is, to fit it in.
1: This is true. Now, speaking of some of the movies we've got lined up to watch, Jamie, let's uh, maybe let our folks know what we're looking at on tap for the next time around.
0: Uh, well, um, I've got a recommendation first. Um, I've got – my random recommendation of the week okay. is a – I guess obscure-ish uh, British TV show called the IT Crowd.
1: The IT Crowd, not the IT Crowd. Not the IT Crowd. The, the IT, IT Crowd. crowd.
0: And the, the the premise is is that there's these two kind of idiots that run the IT department in this big corporation, and the and the people that run the corporation are immoral idiots, and um, and so you've got these two, these two guys who are... So this is the setup. You've got the two guys in the basement who run the IT department. You've got the morons that run the company. And this lady gets hired in to run the IT department who knows nothing about computers. But she, know, but she supposedly... This is what she tells... This is how she gets herself hired. She tells that she can manage people. And so she gets hired to run the department. So you've, you get these, all these bizarre, crazy interactions with these people. And this, but the selling point are those three main characters. It's um, the the two the two guys and the lady who's running the department now, and mm-hmm. they they just get up to the most insane plots, <laughs> and the two guys are idiots. I mean, it's just great. Um, Chris O'Dowd is one of the guys. Okay, I think it's a sort of his sort of launching point. He's been in some stuff since then, but um, and he he plays Roy the 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 most normal of the crew. I guess. But, <laughs> okay. he, but he's he's still a weirdo. <laughs> but it's it's just so funny, and it's it's great. And I IT recommend crowd. it. If, if you if, if the humor of Hot Fuzz Tickles you at all? You'll like the IT Crowd. And then sure, It's all on Netflix.
1: And this is on Netflix, so we it's can add it to our watch sh- list. It's
0: got those short BBC seasons. Each each season is like five or six episodes, mm. or twenty minutes long. Pretty easy. There's only four seasons. You could get th- you could binge it really fast, and you'll laugh a lot. I recommend especially the episode "Are We Not Men," where they pretend to like soccer. <laughs> and It's good. It's great. That's so, wonderful. Okay, so um, those are our recommendations for the week. Those are the quests we sent before you. Um, so, but but for our next episode, we're going to be covering Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, and I'd heard a lot of negative buzz about this movie.
1: I had heard a lot of negative about this movie as well. Now I'm going to tell you, Jean-Luc Besson, not Picard, Jean-Luc <laughs> Besson, uh, the director uh, of this movie. I mean, I f- completely fell in love with you know the professional. Uh, Fifth Element is one of my most watched movies. I mean, you cannot go wrong with that movie. I mean, you've got Bruce Willis and Chris Tucker playing two complete opposites uh, in space. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Um, The Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets could be a sequel to uh, the fifth element as far as set design and things go and you actually see some aliens from the fifth element pop up in uh, valerian and city of a thousand planets to give you a little bit of background uh valerian the city of a thousand planets i believe it was a french comic book yeah it's a, it's that it's a was, beloved that he was french
0: french this, this was sort of his baby i've listened to some stuff where they talked about it. it was just his baby one of his passion projects
1: yeah so companions. one night before we started to Prescribing each other movies, I had uh, had uh, some trouble falling asleep, and I was, and I I had heard through a, a, another podcast I was listening to. A guy said, "This isn't a bad movie. I just don't think they know how to sell it. I don't think they know how to tell you what it is." And uh, so I said, "Well, let's let's give it a whirl." So uh, I. You know, threw it on. It's it's on uh, Amazon Prime. If anyone wants to go and seek that out, you know, and, and uh, watch it before we dig into it, uh, I, I highly recommend it. It's you know a little over two hours. It's uh, not a slow movie by any means. It's a it's a really fun watch.
0: And and Luke Basson, I mean, he he can't make. Like an ugly movie. Like all of his movies are beautiful.
1: I uh, yeah. I mean, if if for nothing else than the set design and and the colors, I mean, the movie will blow your eyes out of your head.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, yeah. I, I had sort of avoided because of the the, the buzz. I'd now read. now you
1: haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay, I, I will tell you. Uh, you know, your your set design. You're you're in for a beautiful movie. You're in for a lot of exotic and almost unbelievable. Uh, locations you're in for uh, a lot of gorgeous people throughout the movie uh, from from the natives of a of a tropical planet to uh, you know the the leads uh, Valerian and Laureline uh, you know Dean DeHaan you know say what you will about his acting you know he's
0: we may say something
1: uh, uh, you know I, I, I don't we'll, we'll,
0: we'll get into it because I know there's been he's been he's been criticized we'll get he, into it next time he commits. He
1: he commits, and I think that's one of the things that he's that he's not as understood about. He commits. You know, he's not an unattractive gentleman. Um, Claire know whatever her I'm name is, she's 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 a model, you know. So I mean, she's she's an attractive. lady. Clive Owen is in the movie.
0: I think uh, an underrated actor. King, I'm, a, I'm a Clive Owen fan. King
1: Arthur himself.
0: Well. He was good in that movie. Uh, and nah, nah,
1: uh we may have to uh, we may have oh, to come no, to fisticuffs. You like that movie? I, I, I really enjoy King Arthur. Um uh Okay. Yeah, so uh we we may have uh, have a little bit of a discussion here later. So uh What
0: we'll do that all favor.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so the movie is really uh, I, I thought enjoyable. It's not Oscar material. And we'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, it's it's a Luca Besson movie. It's a fantastical movie, so uh
0: Well, I'm- so I'll, I'll watch it, and I'm sure you're going to rewatch it too. You're, yeah. You're consummate professional, and um, so uh, so our listeners, uh, you guys, um, you watch it, join us in a couple of weeks, and we'll get into it, and we'll see if uh, if Dwayne's right, and this is actually a good movie, despite all the news. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks.
1: Thanks for listening.